0: Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. Today, I have an incredible guest here with me. Tarla, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you, Pamela? I am doing fabulous. It's such an honor to connect with you and hear all about you, your story, all the awesomeness that you have going on in your world. And I'm just excited. Thank you so much for being here today, Tarla.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I really
0: appreciate it. I'm so excited to get into your story. Like, I just can't wait to hear all of the things. So tell me what inspired you on your journey to where you are today? Because you're doing some pretty incredible stuff. And I'm like, where did this all stem from? Like, (laughs) where did it all come from?
1: Gosh, it's so multi-layered. Basically, you know, I always like had a passion for writing, always good at writing, and ended up being have a a bachelor's in english but with a writing emphasis but what's really funny is this is very la where i live i went to a ucla extension class and i was it was a soap opera acting class and in there (laughs) yes exactly in there i met my future boss at a marketing agency and that is how i stumbled into copywriting because back in the day There wasn't like a copywriting major like I think there is now. I had taken some classes on advertising. I didn't know much anything about really being a copywriter, and I really learned on the job through two marketing agencies. So that is kind of how it all started with the copywriting, and then it kind of evolved over time. After, you know, I've been through a lot with my parents. Like I lost my dad when I was one, and then I also lost my mom after being a full time caregiver to her for six years. And that just really makes you reevaluate your life and you know, like what's important. And I feel like I was more in the fun creative mode earlier in my life with like fashion design and copywriting and all that. And now I've come more into like the spiritual kind of contributing back to people, making an impact type of thing. And that's why I kind of have added to my online business. I, I teach online business to people and how to start their and grow their business online. And I've added like a self-love uh, coaching component and went through a life coaching certification, actually in the pandemic, because, you know, you just want to give back to people at some point in your life. And that you realize that that's really the most important thing. We're all here to help each other.
0: Yes, absolutely. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sarla. Now, question for you, like growing up as a kid, like what did you want to be when you grew up? What a great question.
1: So really funny is I used to sit in a pulled out kitchen drawer with literally like a wooden spoon to my mouth and I would always be like, almost like I was reporting the news. And so the thing is, was what was really weird is I was painfully shy and looking back now, I actually, there's some shyness in our family, but I really think it's from losing my dad because I know like, I don't know a lot about this, but I know like with the throat chakra, it, that is about like speaking your voice yes. and I think like I, because of that tragedy and so, but it part of me like wanted to come out. It was like, I was like, yes, I want to do this, but like something was holding me back. So I was really, really shy. And I actually minored in theater in college to get over my shyness. I just threw myself on a stage because I knew Mm -hmm. if I can't speak up then no one's ever going to work with me. I won't get anywhere in life. But yeah, that's where it all started. So I, that's why I love live video now. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where I got this like desire that I wanted to talk and be in front of people. And I think that's also where the acting kind of, I did like acting, but I was shy, but that's where that all those desires kind of came from.
0: That's incredible. I love that. You were on stage
1: in the acting classes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I was so shy. I could not say hello to my neighbors. I'm not even kidding. I mean, it was really a problem. And so, i that's the first thing i thought of like i'm a problem solver i'm like what am i going to do oh let me just minor in acting like who else would think about that And like let me just throw myself on a stage it's like throwing yourself into the deep end of the pool like well i'm gonna have no choice but to get over it if i'm on stage in front of people and it really did i mean i'm still an introvert but as you can probably tell like it really did help me get over you know my shyness
0: that's incredible that's incredible it's interesting because what you're doing now is helping people shine in their online business right so they and so it really correlates right like that stage setting that you're helping other people kind of do that which is really incredible and it's funny how life comes full circle in a way right like it's it's absolutely amazing oh my goodness now who was your biggest who or what really inspired you from a really young age would you say
1: Yeah, I love that. My mom, my mom, she was so strong. You know, she was 40 when she lost my dad. He died in an accident. It was unexpected. I mean, he was mid-40s. So she was left alone with a one-year-old baby. She had no family here. She was completely alone. And so just to see her go through all of that, she was like the strongest person I knew. And, you know, I mean, when I think of it now, and I don't have children, but like to raise a child alone with like no family, like nobody, because they were in another country. And just to do it so well where I of course like I missed my dad. I knew something was wrong, someone was missing. But to do it so well where I felt like I always went to the best schools. She put me in private schools all the time. Oh I, I really don't know how she did it. She always made me the fanciest gourmet little lunches as a kid. I had the nicest, you know, lunch the lunch box. She really went out of her way for me. She was amazing.
0: Oh my goodness, that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my God. And and really, truly, I appreciate you sharing that about your family and also for your mom. But I mean, I, I can't imagine like coming to this country without knowing anybody. I mean, my parents did the same thing. They came yeah. to the U.S. when I was five years old and they didn't have any family, barely any money, like literally nothing. Yeah. Ground zero. And it's like you just think about that type of sacrifice and it's like, how is that even how did they gain the strength to do such a thing where they just drop everything come to a new country and be completely in the unknown
1: it's really amazing to me i mean my mom had come here on a trip and went home it came to canada she's she is from quebec and came back on another trip and then she met my dad here and got a job and just stayed ended up staying here it wasn't planned she's was like oh i'm just going to stay here california is so beautiful but i really i so i think she had fun in, in her younger years but i i really especially after my dad was gone, like that was when I was like, wow, this is just, you know, but of course, like she didn't speak English at first. She had to learn the language. She told me funny stories that she was a nurse and in the hospital and saying the wrong thing, you know, using the wrong word for certain things. And you know, that it was like funny and comical. And yeah, I mean, and kudos to your parents. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that, going to another country, not knowing the language initially and making your way and all that. It's just amazing
0: absolutely and it's like how the heck did they you know what I mean like we like it's almost like the choose your hard thing right like how is it that you know our parents could just do things like this and then, like we we look at things in our lives and we're like oh yeah that's so hard but then when you really think of hard it, to me it's like yeah going to another country with little kids not knowing how you're going to support yourself where you're going to work and not speaking the language is a whole nother level of crazy right
1: it is and I think like and they had so much strength because like you said, it's like easier for us today. And we think smaller things are harder, but we have access to a world of things like the way we're doing this podcast interview with Zoom. We have the Internet like they really had to hustle on a level that none of us like could even understand today.
0: Right, exactly. And it's amazing because you're in LA, I'm in Boston, like we're on two completely different coasts. And here we are doing the things and it's, it's just incredible. I mean, and that's going to lead me into the conversation about building your online business and marketing and copywriting and all that stuff. Because truly, like, you've built a business and you are helping other people shine in so many beautiful ways, which I find absolutely remarkable. So walk me through. So you started at these marketing agencies in the very beginning correct. And then that's kind of how you dove into the copywriting space from
1: yes yeah so i quickly became a copywriter at that first agency i like had a you know english major background i was a great writer and learned really on the job and was the only copywriter there with my boss and so did pretty much i wrote for hollywood studios i I did all kinds of things radio on-air promotions sweepstakes for them all kinds of things i've written the back the jackets of back in the day when we had the vhs tapes for the movies you know that when you went to blockbuster (laughs) i've written the back of some of those so yeah, I mean, that's how I got started and then after that I went moved to another agency but you know, just trying to increase my salary. I didn't start at very high. It was something like $33,000 a year, you know, like it was my first job and I didn't have experience as a copywriter and then I moved up and it wasn't much of a big, you know, increase in salary. And by the end of working at the second agency, I was making like 50 54, 55,000 a year something like that. And I'm like, I'm the only writer again. These were boutique a- agencies and my boss really wasn't doing the writing. I was the writer, and we were writing for major clients. And like, I'm not getting much kudos here. Like, I'm carrying all this basically. The clients are making millions of dollars. Like, I know what I'm doing, and I just was dissatisfied with a lot of things. Like, they had this weird thing about you know you had to be on time. Like, look, I, I'm not the most timely person. I'm gonna admit, but like you you couldn't be like three minutes late. It was like a big uproar. And you know now today there's so much flexibility with work, and you can kind of work when you need to. And it just, it was like an early morning job. I'm not a morning person. I was always staying late to do all the work. You know, I just, I know I sound like I'm totally complaining, but like, I'm not a corporate person. So I ended up just one day got, you know, like I had the end of my rope and I just quit and right on the spot. And I didn't plan on it. I had not taken any, any portfolio samples, which was so like, not good. I made like a phone call a week later. And then two weeks later after that, I had my first freelance gig. And in the first year on the way, oh, by the way, before I quit, so on the way driving there and back, I knew I didn't wanna be at this place, but I didn't know I'd quit that day. So I recorded in my own voice, positive affirmations. Like I'm all about that. I don't know where I got this from. This was before The Secret. I think The Secret came out in 2006. So I'm aging myself now. But I would drive um, to work in my car and back. And it repeat on repeat. It said, I'm a successful copywriter earning $85,000 a year because I'd gotten this book from Robert Bly that said how to earn $85,000 a year as a freelance copywriter. And so I recorded in my own voice. It's most powerful. Listen to it literally for a few months, driving to work and back variations of that statement. And then I walked in, you know, quit that one day. Then when I made this call in the first year of work, I got Almost close. I got very close to the $85,000 in my first year working 10 hours a week. Wow. And, And I know that was like positive programming because the number, it was just, it was too, like I manifested that. I mean, it was insane. And then the following year was like six figures and the year after that multiple six and it became a seven figure brand from there
0: wow that's crazy because like the thing is you hear people's seven-figure business right but then like you've actually done it which is incredible because sometimes it's hard with like the online platforms to trust like what's who's actually real about it and who is not right like I'm sure you've seen it over and over and over and it's incredible to see and meet someone who's actually done it right yeah. and yeah. actually built it
1: thank you so much yeah yeah and so basically you know then I wanted to kind of formulate um you know after my mom passed away and really knowing that life is so precious and short and like you don't know when you're going to be gone you're here one day you're gone the next like you really don't know so I decided then like I really don't want to work to this level because that you know was a lot of money but also I was Working nonstop, right. and so that's how I decided on an online business. And so I actually have like online business courses now on how to create an online business. But I also, and I incorporate copywriting in that obviously. But I actually have a copywriting course coming in the fall too. So basically, I can teach people how to do what I did, because I feel like I want to give back to people and I don't want it just to be about, oh, I know what to do, but you don't know what to do. Because there's so many small business owners online that like everybody needs to copy any business, but you need the emails, you need the sales pages, you need the Facebook ads, you need like everything. And so why not? Why not learn it? Because if they... Frankly, most of them cannot afford me because if they hire like a copywriter who has any experience, it's going to be expensive. This is not affordable for a small business owner.
0: You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's the hard part is like, you know, you see these brands that are doing multiple six figures a month and like cranking out like that. But it's like, you know, the average business owner doesn't have the money to pay to get something like, like, you know, a launch like that or a campaign like that. They don't have the funds, you know?
1: that's also something that like my copywriting experience is working mostly for big brands. They have big budgets. So they have endless budgets almost sometimes, yeah. but not when you're you know, online. And then I do see people hiring like copywriters who basically have no experience. They've been doing this for a year. And obviously we all start somewhere, but like you don't know what to anticipate or what can happen or how to make things really work. If you only have, if only been doing this for like a year And Mm so I've done copywriting for 13 years with clients. I've done, you know, four, four or five years online. So yeah, it adds up. And so I just, you know, I know copy well.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. So going from basically full-time jobs to starting your own business, like what were some of the challenges in the beginning? Because obviously you're like, it's a whole different realm when you're starting your own business, right? in this game? I mean, luckily you you were doing, it was like the same industry that you were in previous to and kind of just transferring the skills over. But I'm just interested, like, what was kind of like, what did your startup days look like until you really got a hang of everything?
1: Yeah. Well, I think for the copywriting, like leaving that job, like that was such an easy transition. Actually, a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to say this because I think it's an ego thing, but like you've comments online where people are like, oh, you were lucky. And entrepreneurs are like, no, it was all my hard work. There's no luck involved. And I'm going to be the one entrepreneur that says there's always a small element of luck. Of mm-hmm. course, it's like tons of hard work, but there's always that teeny little guiding star. And I did have luck. I'm not going to lie and say I didn't. The fact that I left a co- you know full-time work and I had worked two weeks later and made 85 grand in my first year as a copywriter working 10 hours a week. I mean, come on. There was a little bit of luck there. I'm a great writer and I'm, I don't deny that. But I'm I'm saying like, I think like different people have different experiences. So I do feel like I was blessed with a little bit of luck. That doesn't mean other people can't do it. I think online business coming in this, this was much harder, surprisingly. I'm like, what? You know, because you would think it wouldn't be, especially with my background, but there's so much competition online. Now everybody's selling something. You're being hit in all directions. You go on the newsfeed and all of a sudden there's a million ads and there's people like you said, who are really big players who can outshine you because they're making like six figures a month. And so they have these huge ad budgets. But I also say to that, that there's no one like you in the entire world. You have unique DNA. There's something about you that people are going to love. There's no one like you on the planet. So that is your superpower. That is your differentiating factor. And so use that as much as possible. You know, I'd like tell people to really showcase their personal story online. Cause that is one thing that will distinguish you from everyone else. And people will either reverberate with your energy and like you, or they won't like you. And that's fine. If they don't like you, they're not for you.
0: I love that. I love that. I was just about to ask you like, what are some tips in your world? You know, when it comes to like copywriting and branding and all this stuff, what should entrepreneurs really be paying attention to in sharing their story? I
1: think, you know, an important thing is, is that a lot of people online tend to, to think that they're sharing their, their story or sharing their life when they share these light posts that are kind of like, oh, I like, I don't know. I love the ocean. I love the color purple. I like to take my dog to the dog park. Those are good posts too. Like you should have a mix of those, but that is not sharing your personal story. That's not getting deep. And actually most of my peers I feel like very few people do this. Like I'm one of the few people, there are a bunch of people, of course, on Instagram, on YouTube that are doing this, but I feel like I see it less often than not, maybe with um, small business owners. And the thing is, is like, again, people need to know that there's a real person behind the product or service. so that you are not some you have to put show your face and you should at the beginning be on live video a lot you should always be on live video a lot but it gets harder as you get busier but you should be on live video a lot you should be posting selfies and you you should be telling your personal story about your life any trials and tribulations and you should end it in a positive note so something inspirational so it's not a debbie downer you're not doing this for self-therapy this is not to put all your your baggage out there, but it's to help other people know that they can get through things. You're making an impact. And if people say, well, what does that have to even do with my business? That has absolutely nothing to do with my business. Yes, it does, because you're a personal brand. People want to know the person. Like every major company has a mission. Apple has a mission. You know, think about all the different companies. They have missions. So that is what I would advise someone. Don't be scared to show your vulnerabilities. Take baby steps doing it. But don't be scared to show who you are because for me, if you have a platform, no matter if you have three followers or you have 3 million, you have somebody listening to you, I feel like you should use it for good and something greater than just
0: business. A hundred percent. 100,000%. And I love that you mentioned that just to be really, just showcase really your authenticity through your brand because there's nobody like you out there, which is incredible. And you mentioned a couple of things that you were kind of diving into the spiritual realms when it comes to this. And that really intrigues me because I have a whole aspect of what I do that integrates the business and spiritual realms. So talk to me a little bit about your spiritual journey and kind of how that's manifested and where things are at now in respects to your business as well because I really believe like business is a spiritual game that's just the name of it that's the name of the game
1: yes I love that I've never heard that before
0: (laughs) Tony Robbins he said it once and it like shook me to the core because it's so true yeah
1: I didn't know he said that. Well, speaking of that, I'm actually in Tony Robbins right now to become a master coach. So I'm in his year and a half long training. So that is, I'm already certified as a life coach in two other programs, but I'm in that. So it's funny that you mentioned him. Yeah. So, so, and I'm actually in a hypnotherapy school too, with Marissa Peer her RTT. And again, people might be like, what does this have to do with business? But the evolution of that really is that my mom was really religious, like I'm Catholic. But it's actually been really painful for me to go to church, just because it reminds me of my mom and the songs, you know, how the songs can be emotional. And I'm like, No, I don't want to be bawling in church. Yeah. But I've always had a special tie to, to God, you know, everyone's entitled to their beliefs. That's what I believe in yeah. God and Jesus. And so I just feel like, There's a purpose for your life on earth and it has to be greater than just us we can't be selfish it has to be about other people and so i admire people that are always giving back i think like i started the life coaching certification actually in the fall of 2020 during the pandemic i was always interested in life coaching i've always been someone to talk to friends and like give advice and like now i know like life coaching is not giving advice it's helping someone come to their own insights and conclusions but i was just always that supportive person something I was interested in. And so I started taking, getting, you know, involved in certifications. Actually, the first one I got was on forgiveness and I intentionally looked into that because I wanted to forgive the family the extended family that wasn't there for us. When my mom was dying, I went through that for that reason. And that is part of what I bring to people now uh, with the self-love coaching component. Cause I really believe that business is 80% mindset. But it's deeper than mindset because people will say, oh, just be positive, just think positive thoughts. And then other people struggle with that. Well, why do they struggle with that? Because they have emotional blocks. And I truly believe that the biggest block is self-love. And that often has to do with forgiving yourself for something. A mistake you made, something that you're humiliated about, something that you feel guilty about, or it was forgiving another person. We all have someone on the face of the planet that we could forgive either now or in the past. Uh, And something could be something minor, could be a huge betrayal. And just letting go of that emotional junk basically (laughs) leaves a pathway for you then to, to have the right mindset to then manifest.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, a lot of people are like, you know, like exactly what you said. You're like, how does this tie into business? And how does this? And it's like, it's actually everything. It's the foundation. Yes. Your business, a period like that. There is no, like, if you're not aligned, mind, body and spirit, there is absolutely no way your business will be successful. The most successful entrepreneurs that I know are in alignment, right? And the ones that aren't only get so far and then it stops. True.
1: Yeah, so true. And, and I think... I think like a lot of people look at this later in life, like they're struggling and then they go, oh, well, maybe I need a, court, a self-development course. I'll go to like, like you said, a Tony Robbins, the how or something. Right. Or, maybe, or maybe they've done well and then they add that on at the end and they, they have more spiritual growth. But a lot of people don't incorporate this from the get-go and then they struggle and then they wonder why. And it's because like, we all have trauma. No matter who you are somewhere in your life, if you've walked a day on this earth, there has been some kind of trauma from someone somewhere somehow. And so if we don't release that, you know, and process those emotions, they're held in our bodies. That's why we have tight necks or sore shoulders. And, you know, those are centers for trauma. And so, yeah, you've got to release that in order to be able to have like a clear channel to focusing for your business.
0: Yeah absolutely a hundred percent thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's a super important thing and a lot of people kind of discount that it's like yeah you know let me write your amazing sales copy and let me do this and let me do this and then they don't like fact there's a whole nother layer when it comes to business success which is the spiritual realms and the alignment of like who you are right because if you can't if energy can't flow through you abundance can't flow through you it's not going to you it's not going to through your business because you are your business right at the end of the day so I love that you incorporate kind of all of that in your trainings that that's 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 amazing and I love that you're helping small business owners do that as well thank you that's incredible that's incredible so question for you like based on everything all your life experiences and all the things that you're doing now what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now
1: that is so crazy that you asked me that question because literally I just did a voice recording with voice memo app. I wrote my younger self a love letter and I said, love letter to T people call me T I call myself T and I literally just did that two days ago. So it's so crazy that you asked that I would tell myself and anyone listening, I would definitely encourage you to write this letter to yourself too, and like record it. And I listen to this every day because basically it's a way of pumping myself up you know, that despite being sweet and shy and basically taken advantage of by little kids that, you know, I developed my voice and I got over that. And now I'm using that voice to, you know, impact other people. That's what I would tell myself. And also I liken those letters to kind of tell yourself things that haven't come to fruition yet, but that I will. And like anything that you want to have come to, to fruition too. Normally I say I am, but in this, I'm like, you know, you're a sweet little girl, you're doing this, but you're going to do this. And then later on, this is going to happen too. Like, and so it's just, I love, I listen to it every day because it really does. Like, I listen to self-hypnosis. That's how I went into the whole hypnotherapy thing. It really is. I really believe everyone should do this. You have to positively program your mind on the daily because there's negativity in politics, in the news, everywhere you turn, people are now fighting and arguing and that subconsciously programs you to think negatively. Like you may not think it, it does, but it does, right? And so, whatever you can do to put positive thoughts in your mind, like day and night, I listen to the stuff during my sleep. I listen to self hypnosis all night when I'm sleeping, because there are portions of your sleep I think. I forget if it's during REM. I know there's portions where you are consciously aware and there's other portions maybe, maybe it's REM that you're not. I don't know. But I'm like, it can't hurt, right? I'm just going to listen to it all night long. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because you were mentioning, you're like, positive affirmations are my jam. That's incredible. I love that. I absolutely love that. And for any entrepreneur who's listening, like, what would be your best entrepreneurship advice to them?
1: Gosh, I would say have a lot of patience. Don't expect things to happen overnight. I would say, obviously to stick with it, don't give up because right as you're about to give up, great things are meant to happen. Also know that these overnight success stories, which I kind of, I kind of shared earlier about myself, that kind of copywriting aspect was a little bit of an overnight thing and that doesn't happen every day. And so don't look to those people, look to other people who've actually like struggled more first because every entrepreneur on the planet really almost has. And I mean, certainly the whole online business thing, you know, has been a journey for me. That's not like you come online, you put up a landing page and then you have a million subscribers on your email list. So that's what I would say. Just, you know, have the patience, keep going, don't give up, be around a supportive community, find people in Facebook groups that want to do what you do. Do not listen to family and friends who tell you you're crazy. Don't, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're there, but don't listen to the haters online. Also don't listen to trolls, hurt people, hurt people. They just, you know, have nothing else to do with their time and they don't feel good about themselves. Therefore they're projecting onto you. It's a way of making them feel one of Tony's six human needs significance by getting attention for being, you know, rude online, ignore them and just do your thing. Like you do whatever's in your heart. You know what you're meant to do. Don't let anyone, anything stop you.
0: I love that, Tarla. That's amazing. That's amazing. And now So like in the next six to 12 months, you've mentioned that you're doing these trainings and some of these master classes and things like this. Now, what's going on in the next like six to 12 months in your world? Like, what are you up to?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mentioned this master coach program that goes through the end of next year with Tony Robbins. That's to help me become better as a life coach. So I can be the best life coach for other people, uh, for clients. And then the hypnotherapy is a six to 12 month program. So I'm hoping I can get through that in six months because I cannot wait to hypnotize people. Yeah. I truly experienced an amazing session from a graduate where we practice, we get free hypnotherapy because we're in the school
0: yeah
1: it was the most life-changing thing i've ever done i've done all forms of therapy from emdr to well this is not therapy but like direct neurofeedback i tried everything and I have to say, RTT is rapid and transformational, and so it was amazing. So I can't wait to do that with people to help people release their traumas even faster, combined with the coaching. And then I'm coming out with my copywriting course in fall. So that is literally going to be for hip, modern, feminine copy. I was trained the traditional way because I've been in this many years. So like with the you know copywriting greats, you know, I learned that kind of style. But I, I hope to to modernize it a bit and make a course that people love, so that they can start writing their own copy and they don't. Have have to hire the expensive pro like me, even though I love getting work, but you know, I think it's, it's best for small business owners. so They can really empower
0: themselves. I absolutely love that, Charlotte. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like, I just can't wait to see what you do in the next six to 12 months. Like you just seem to be like upping your game and just going further and faster and helping more people through like, you know, launching this course And I can't wait to see all of that. Now you got to let everyone know where to find you and your awesomeness.
1: Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you go to my website, tarlamakayev.com, there is currently a free mini course. So it's 50 minutes long. So if you go to my, there's like tabs on the side. If you go down the tabs, it says free gifts, click on that. It's there. And then soon I can't say exactly when, I don't know, when this is going to air, but I will have also a self-love free mini course. So you can, kind of see what I'm teaching with self-love and also learn about like how to present best on social media, actually with your personal story.
0: That's amazing. You are such a rock star, Tarla. Seriously, thank you so much for being Mm -hmm. here today and just like sharing your beautiful energy, your life experiences, tips on copy and all the things. So thank you so, so much for being here today. Really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. You're incredible, Tarla. Truly. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love. Underdogs, underdogs,
1: underdogs. All we know is over time parking like some underdogs. underdogs.